Good morning. My name is Christina, and here are just a couple of the many great things coming up at the church. Do you take the Great Commission seriously? Here at Generations, we like to present opportunities for you to serve. Please consider being a part of what God is doing in our county jail on Thursday evenings at 6.45 p.m. For more information about the county jail outreach, please call Ken Horton at 817-219-4736. Another great opportunity to serve is by joining the citywide outreach team every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. at the Regional Juvenile Justice Center. It's an amazing opportunity to minister the life and love of God to the incarcerated children and youth in our community. And those are just a couple of the many great things happening at Generations. To get more information about everything going on, check out our weekly Lord's Day Bulletin, visit our websites at generationspeople.org and .mobi, download our app on your smartphone, and like our Facebook page for the latest happenings. We'll see you next time. Ministering in the jails is a tremendous opportunity. In your bulletin every week, generally, is a set of sermon notes. I've taken those bulletin insert notes into our county jail and preached from them. So let's spread the word. Maybe you used to minister in the jail and it became difficult. Every few years there's a new cycle. You know, there's a new sheriff, there's a new jailer, there's a new warden. Maybe the door got shut in the past, but it's been opened again, saints. The, the, yeah, the, the door at the juvenile jail is wide open. Pastor Shake and Jeff Crane and Corey Hamilton ministered there a couple weeks ago. They got to lay hands on folks and hug them, which didn't used to be the policy. And they had several hours there of heaven on earth ministering the, the love of God through music and the truth of God through preaching and, and the power of God through prayer and the laying on of hands. It's a wonderful thing. And Well, I used to preach in the jails, but I shot all my bullets. Well, guess what? You get a new congregation there every few months anyway. So go for it. And through the Holy Spirit, he can give you some new bullets. And those bullets, if they were good in the past, they're still good. They're still good. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 20. John, the 20th chapter, Christ has risen from the dead. This is that first resurrection day, verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst. He said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands there were scars in his side where he had been pierced. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. I cannot imagine the emotion they felt. From despair to joy, from fear to victory. Verse 21, so Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is in a private meeting with his closest followers, men that he had discipled for three plus years, poured truth, his life into them, and then walked them through the valley of despair. And now he's revealing himself as resurrected. And now as he was sent, he's sending them but first receive the power of the holy spirit 
We need to be discipled, amen? And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the truth and the Spirit, and we need to accept the calling to be sent. Verse 21 again. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. It's important that we receive his peace, that we walk in peace, that we have peace that's not based upon compromise but upon victory, and that we fight from a position of victory, not for victory, from victory, not to victory. Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, that word there sent is related to the word apostle. As as the Father has apostolized me, sent me, I also send you. Let's pray. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that you would cause your word to bear life in each of our lives today. That when we leave this building, we go with a greater understanding that we are sent to be a light in a dark world. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's topic is Jesus is sending. Can we say that? Jesus is sending. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. He said this in his prayer in John 17 before going to the cross. He told the Father, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And they had a couple test runs before he went to the cross where he sent them out in groups of two. We'll see that in a couple minutes. Getting them ready for them to really be sent to the world. Thomas took the gospel to India. That's pretty far from where they were. Spreading the good news. Being sent like he was sent. In Matthew 10:16, during one of those test runs of sending them to help further his ministry, he said, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Paul wrote in Romans 16 that we are to be wise in what is good and innocent of what is evil. Sometimes as American Christians, we kind of got it reversed. We know all about the evil that's in the world can give you all the ins and outs of how our country is going down the pike. But we're not really up to date on the good things that are happening, how the gospel is spreading in the highways and the byways and the ditches and the alleys of, the, of our nation. People are finding out that Jesus is the Savior of the world. May the Lord help us to be wise as serpents but innocent as doves that we operate in an opposite spirit of the world, not an opposing spirit of the world. The Great Commission, recorded in all four of the Gospels, in Mark, he said, go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. I think that is plan A. I don't think there's a plan B. I don't think we're going into emergency mode or martial law mode where we're supposed to go in some cave somewhere and hide and eat tribulation food and buy some guy's plan on how to survive... I think we are here for a purpose, and that purpose hasn't changed. We've been sent to continue the ministry of Jesus. And why did he come? To heal the brokenhearted, to preach good news to the poor, to lift up the oppressed, to visit those that are in prison, to set captives free. And he began the ministry, and we are to continue it. How many believe that? He is sending. How do we apply this? handful of ways. Number one, become his disciple yourself. Some people do the Lord's work without the Lord. 
in their own strength and even with their own head knowledge. They're good people. They're doing good works. And keep in mind, we are all called to do the will of God. And some people are attempting to do it without following the God who calls. A church in a neighboring city a few years ago, their pastor was preaching, and as a result of his preaching, he gets saved. The next Sunday, he gets baptized, freaks the congregation out. The whole city was murmuring about what in the world's going on. How can he be a preacher and not be saved? Well, you know, if he's called to serve God's people, he's called before he was even born. So that calling's there. But the first call to respond to is a call to follow Jesus, become a disciple yourself. Going out and doing great things for God is an adventure. It really is. It's the adventure of your life. Was it fun being at the jail? I mean, out there, it's kind of scary, but it's awesome. God's using you to help somebody. But before you really step out walking on water, start following Jesus. Become his disciple. He said in Matthew's version of the Great Commission, chapter 28, verse 19, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. He said he had all authority, so because he has all authority, go and make disciples of all the nations. Can we say all? The nations is the word for uh, nationality or ethnic groups. So nations isn't just boundaries, but it's peoples. And guess what? We live in America, and the world's coming to us. Don't resent the foreigner running the convenience store. Look at it as an opportunity. Read Acts 17 sometime. The Bible says Paul preached in Athens, I believe, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that God has appointed boundaries for people and hope that they'll search and find him. They're here for a reason. Don't view them as a threat to us. I mean, we're all the children of immigrants anyway, aren't we? They're an opportunity for us. May we be a threat to them in a good way, to the enemy. Make disciples, baptize them, teach them to observe all things. We say all things. All things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always. Please do not minimize the things Jesus taught, the things he commanded. They're God's will for us, and they still apply to us today. Some people are preaching, oh, God spoke in the ideal, or don't put a lot of weight in what Jesus said. It's all about the Ten Commandments. No, it's about the great commander. He took the commandments and made them a, a matter of the heart. <laughs> Become his disciple and be filled with the Spirit. He told them, as the Father sent me, so send I you. And he breathed on them and said, be filled with the Spirit. Within the context of Luke's version of the Great Commission, he said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. This is the Holy Spirit he's telling them to receive. Luke also wrote the book of Acts. He said there that Jesus said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Can you say witnesses? You shall be witnesses. Witnessing is something we do. Sometimes we go witnessing, but more important than that, we are witnesses. Wherever we go, we are a witness the things we do, and we say, You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And until the Lord comes back, this is our purpose. In Matthew 24, Christ said the end would not come 
until the gospel of the kingdom has been preached to all the world. And it has not yet happened. More people know about Coca-Cola than know about Jesus in the world. It's true. There are people who've never heard his name. So we've got a job to do. Here, there, there, and there. Called to do our part. So we need to be discipled. We need to be filled with the Spirit. And we need to be team players. Can we say team? Team. Team. When it's time for you to go, you've been filled with the Spirit. You're being discipled. We'll never stop being discipled as we follow him. He's continuing to teach us. It's all about teamwork. A team is two or more people. In Mark 6, he called the 12 to him and sent them out two by two. Can we say two? Two is a team. Two is a team. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. So team is powerful. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. If two of you shall agree concerning anything they shall ask, it shall be done. He loves it when we unify. He loves it when we form teams. This is why our families are so important, that we are unified as teams for the purposes of God, discipling our children to be parents who disciple their children and discipling our children to be disciples, people that also reach out to others. In Luke 10.1, the Lord appoints 70 others also and sends them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. So these guys went into the city where Jesus was going. They were say, hey, the Messiah's coming. He's going to be here tomorrow. We're going to have a meeting at 10 a.m. Everybody come. We're going to meet over here. And they would look for people that are hospitable, looking for the man of peace, where they could go and set up meetings for Jesus to come. Meanwhile, they're praying for the sick. They're doing the works of Jesus. This is not something that is a minor issue. This is a primary issue in the life of the church, that we minister to others as teams. Recently, a team of two went out from this church. This is their picture. Marietta Harrell and Mary Joy went to Germany to help a missionary who was there with her husband, Amy McClinock. She's ministered here in this church. Someone Pastor Sheikh introduced us to, a woman of integrity. She's there in Germany serving the local church, helping churches improve the quality of music. Who knows all churches don't have great music? And when people are running out of your building holding their ears, my God, I can't take it no more. It's horrible. They generally won't hear the gospel. And so she's there to help facilitate that. And so she had convened a meeting of leaders, of pastor's wives and Catholic leaders' wives and Catholic leaders to come together for a meeting in view of a potential larger meeting in the future. And Marietta and Mary went there and ministered, teaching, preaching, praying, prophesying, imparting life, and participating in what God is doing there with teams in the nation of Germany. And while they were gone, we sent out another team to South Dakota, to the Pine Ridge Reservation, Lakota Sioux Territory. Matt and Amy Gordon and their children, along with Joe and Yvette Snyder and Bill Breedlove and Deborah Waits and others went. 
to be a strength to the team that was there, but to be a team themselves to minister to people. Bill Breedlove told me that before he went, he felt like the Lord had told him he was going to deliver a message of encouragement, of life, of truth to a warrior. And in his mind, he's thinking, yeah, the, the Lakota Sioux are all warriors. You know, we're warriors. You know how men are. So there's going to be a certain man he's going to minister to the first morning. 5.30 in the morning, he's up watching the sunrise. And a big Native American came up and said, what are you doing here? And Bill said, well, I'm here with a group of people to help this place be an encouragement to people, to bring love and truth from God. And, and I'm also here to bring a message to a warrior. And the guy says, well, I'm a warrior. And Bill said, yeah, thinking, you know, all y'all are warriors. He says, no, really, I am. And he pulled out his wallet, pulled out his driver's license, the man's last name was Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Watch this. This is from that trip.
do something. Don't just whine about the problems of the world. Do something. We're not in heaven yet. I don't know that the world will ever overcome all of its problems, but we're to do our part. I think the problems are there to cause man to grope for him, to look for him. Paul in Athens had this to say in Acts 17. He said, He has made, God has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Any earthlings in the house? He made every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth from one blood and has determined their pre-appointed times. You're here for such a time as this. And the boundaries of their dwellings. God intended for you to be here in Hood County so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. What kind of Christian are you? You may say, well, I'm a former Baptist Christian, or I'm a Southern Baptist Christian, or I'm a recovering fundamentalist Christian, or I'm an evangelical Christian, or a charismatic Christian, or whatever. My prayer is that we would all become global Christians, that we have a concern for the nations that are around us. And when you say nation, don't think, well, they need to be over there in their nation. No, nation means people groups. Ethnos. And we're a nation of immigrants here ourselves. If we believe that, we wouldn't even be here anyway. We're here for such a time as this, and other ethnicities are here for such a time as this, so that you can bring the good news to them. Amen? And sometimes we get to leave. But you know what? You don't have to leave to be involved in missions. I mean, almost every Saturday, Alan Ginchel and his mother Donna Bercy lead a mission of repairing people's homes bringing them the love of God in practical way. Opportunities are all around them. Let's do something. So back to our application. We want to become a disciple, be filled with the Spirit, go out as a team, and help send others out. There are goers and there are senders. And some goers can't go unless somebody sends them. Because some missions cost money. Helping people go, help people fulfill their calling is part of our calling as well. You want to be sent? Have you helped send somebody else? Help send others out and help send resources. Resources, people, but also it's tools. It's things. It's Bibles. It's resources that help people find the love of God. Here in this building on Tuesday night is our first medical supply sorting party. There's a group of doctors in Fort Worth that are not burning up their stuff that supposedly is out of date. Perfectly good medical tools. Perfectly good. But it has to be processed before you can send it overseas. And so we are going to Fort Worth and picking up these supplies, taking them from these doctors, and we're accumulating them here in a warehouse. And we'll be bringing them here this coming Tuesday evening to process, to get them ready to ship to Covington, Louisiana, where there's an amazing children's home that sends supplies, medical supplies, to Romania and to third world countries. This is something we can do. won't cost you a dime to come and give a couple hours to help somebody else. Also, this is our final week for receiving medical supplies for Liberia. This isn't just going to be dumped there on the seaport. This stuff is going to be shipped to a local church to not only bless the members there, but to put tools in their hands to bless their neighborhood. Because in spite of what you hear on the news, I think the Ebola situation may be worse 
than what they're reporting because they just don't know. So we do our part to help wipe out the spreading of a disease because you can't preach the gospel to dead people. And then in conclusion, pray for more workers. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 9, verse 37, the harvest truly is plentiful. Can we say plentiful? But the laborers are few. Can we say few? Like a farmer that has a mighty harvest and his tractors broke down, that's kind of the situation. The harvest is huge. Opportunities are beyond our imagination. But the laborers, the people that will do something, are kind of few. So the Lord's prayer is that we would pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers. Therefore, verse 38, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Don't want to be those who went who weren't sent. We want to be those who went because we were sent in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so prayer is important. You may have noticed when you came in the building are dozens of flags. We have a relationship either directly or indirectly with every one of those. Maybe a member of the church is from that country or a member of the church's ancestors are from that country or some of us have gone on a mission trip there or visited there or it's just on our hearts to, to pray for that country. They're there for a purpose. Rick Hicks and his father Richard, sitting there on the back row, designed this poster featuring all the flags that are in the foyer. And beside each flag, this poster's out there on the wall and You'll see this thing around the building from time to time. Beside each flag is a QR code that if your phone has the technology or, or your tablet or iPad, you scan that code and it goes straight to a web page that tells you everything about that country in relationship to missions. You know, what percentage of the country are Christians, what the needs are there. So you can pray with more insight for that. For some reason, God has called his people to pray. Pray and he moves. Pray and he moves. And I think the basis of that is based on the fact that says the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to man. So here on the earth, you don't have to pray about demons on Jupiter, but here on earth we pray about needs. Lord, would you give us wisdom here? Would you send us laborers in the land of Cuba? Pray for the laborers there. In promoting this poster to help us understand the needs of each country, it's important if we're going to be global Christians that we know some things about the world. Rick produced a video promoting this poster and the concept of praying for the nation. South Africa! Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. All you need to do is ask. Lord, I'm asking you for Zimbabwe. I claim my country in Jesus' name. Greetings from Scotland, and I'd just like to say to you guys, I'm praying hard for Scotland. Please keep praying hard for Scotland. So needed at this time. Lord, 
I'm praying for Scotland for you. Holding you in my heart, holding Scotland in my heart. Amen. Take a reverse offering. What is a reverse offering? Well, we're giving out prayer assignments, basically. And what it is, is in these baskets. In a minute, I'll call some volunteers up to help distribute the baskets. In the baskets are key tags. They're laminated tags, and each tag represents a different country. It has the QR code beside it, plus a flag in the name of the country. And then the website, if you don't scan, operationworld.org and the church's website on the back. If you take a tag, you can take one or more. Take as many as you want, I guess. You're taking them saying, okay, I'm going to pray for this country when I think about it or when I see this tag. And at some point during the next week, I'm going to check this country out and find out some things about it. We ask that when we pass the baskets, don't pick and choose, but just let the Lord guide your hand like they cast lots in the Old Testament. Just... Lord, guide my hand. I did that this morning and chose Canada. I've been there. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm going to be praying for the nation of Canada. And while we're passing these out, we're going to hear Amy McClinock leading worship at a small group in Germany. And I think you'll recognize the song in German.
before we close, I'd like for us to do an exercise. The Lord said to pray to the Lord of the harvest. I would like for us to do that today in reference to the countries that are in your hands. So in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. And we're going to have what we call prayer circles. Form groups of three or four. Try to be no more than five. Introduce yourself, first of all, to the people that are in your circle. And look around, see if someone's by themselves and include them. If you're not comfortable with doing this, it's fine. God bless you. But if you are, let's form groups of three or four, no more than five. Introduce ourselves to the people in our circle. And then pray for laborers to be empowered, raised up, and sent to those countries that are in your circle. Can we do that? So let's stand. Lord, we just pray you lead us and guide us now in this next part of our meeting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Three or four, no more than five. All right.
love for the trees. And the older they got, the more I had to express my love for them. I love for them. You know, your love for your children grows as they get older. I love you to the sky. I love you to the moon. And it became I love you to the stars and back again. I love you to the planets. You know, we named the planets. There's always one planet we always skip. I love you. Father, how much do you love us? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that whoever would believe in that gift would not have to perish, but might have everlasting life. Well, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God so loved us that he made eternal life available for the calling upon his name for it. Father, we call on your name and ask for eternal life. So that the whole world one day can sing, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I worship and adore you. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. We love you more than anything. 